Hi there, Blair Kaplan Venables here, Bosco Anthony, another episode of B Squared Social Jam. We're uh, recording live from, I'm in Pemberton, BC, and... I am in a digital ecosphere. Welcome, uh, everybody, and hello from Australia. Ecosphere, that's a new one. Ecosphere, yes, that's my new, my new intro. So, I'm actually in Australia. The world's starting to open up. It's interesting to see. You know, I was just at a wedding. I'm in a dress today. Um, a virtual my, wedding. Well, yeah. So my my best friend just got married. One of my best guy friends just got married in Winnipeg. And there was a live stream on YouTube. So I chilled out on the couch. My husband made some pizza. And we tuned in. It was super cool. Like my uh, cousin and distant cousin and friend um, is the rabbi. So he married them. And so Mazel Tov, Daniel and Lindsay, it was super cool to be able to be at their wedding virtually. I've never done that before. I don't think any of us have, I've never been in a, to a virtual wedding before. So it, this it was is just cool. really special. It was a one-way stream. So I could, you know, not be fully dressed to the nines, but you know, I think it's really cool. And it's one of those things where we're adapting with the times. Like we didn't even know, they didn't even know if they could get married because of what's going on. But Manitoba's had such a low, low cases of uh, COVID that they're allowed group gatherings, I think of 25 indoors and 50 outdoors right now. So Manitoba being up in the middle province of Canada, for those of you tuning in from places who don't know Canada, <laughs> where BC, it's not like that yet. And I don't know, what's it like for you? Um, look, I'm cautiously saw people at restaurants in the last few days uh, when I went to go pick up some food. Um, I think the malls are getting back to normal and I'm really happy for the businesses that took a really big hit during this time. I am also very scared and scared for a second or a third outbreak or this getting worse because I don't think we are you know, we're at the stage where we can say we've beaten this. I think we are basically trying to get back to a form of life that we were once a part of. And so uh, I'm nervous, but at the same time, I have faith in humanity. So I'm trying to be optimistic about the whole situation. I do think, though, there will be a time when there'll be someone that takes the bus or the subway or drives into work with a suit maybe a tie or shirt or something like that and no pants or like short pants. And they'll totally forget that, you know, they have to actually put some pants on when it's, when it's time to go back to work. I just shared a meme on my uh, Blair Kaplan communications, Facebook page with that exact thing of some businessmen waiting for the subway or the train or whatever without pants on. And I think it's yeah. really funny. I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say everyone's just going to be adapting in these really fancy face masks to their outfits. And I just, a friend of mine made me a camping themed mask that I'm excited to start wearing. And I'm going to start growing my mask collection because you know what, if I am a carrier, I want to protect others, but also it'll prevent me from touching my face and my nose. I'm a face toucher. Like I learned that over this whole COVID thing, but I think I'm a way cleaner person now. Like I'm washing my hands like galore, which makes me think old Blair was kind of dirty. <laughs> like I'm going through so much soap, but you know, what's really cool at the beginning of this, if you scroll back to like my social media. So a couple months ago, I made this post about how this is the beginning of the a remote work revolution. I called it. I was like, I've yeah. been doing this for a while and I saw what was going to happen and it's happening. Big companies like Facebook and Salesforce and whoever else are announcing their staff can work from home forever or part-time or for the next however many years. 
And I totally knew that was going to happen because businesses are seeing that their staff are being more productive, lower overhead, lower costs. And I think you and I have talked about this and I do, I'm calling it the remote work revolution because it's freaking happening. People look at what's going on around you. We don't need to be in the office. Some of us do like you can't remote work in like if you're like working at a pharmacy because you need to be like behind the counter giving out beds. But some of us, like me and you, we don't need to be in an office. Do you think it would be funny if you had to go to a pharmacist and you're like, actually, I'm going to go to my neighbor. He's the pharmacist. I got to go pick up my prescription. Um, no, like I think old school, look, like old school, how you used to buy weed. Yeah. <laughs> <kinda>. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, you know, there's this whole uh, conversation right now about uh, ayahuasca and, and the medical legalization of a lot of these psychedelic drugs as well. And, and what that's going to look like when it's, when it, when it hits the, the pharmaceutical control in the future, which I think is going to happen. But going back to your question about the remote uh, workforce revolution, totally agree with it. And I think it's going to change in not just working from home. I think companies are going to have to refigure open working floor plants, working from offices and rotations, um, you know, personal safety, um, but also things like wellness. You know, I think we're going to see companies having in-house therapists in the future uh, because the more people work from home, the more we're going to have to check in with our staff. And it's not just an HR manager, it's a wellness manager. So, you know, I feel like there's going to be some really interesting trends. You know, there's going to be a lot more work-life balance routines. There's going to be incentives to work uh, less hours, but perform at a higher capacity. Um, You know, I'm spending a lot of time looking at trends right now for for future projects and, and, and speaking keynotes. And, one thing that I've learned is that the eight hour day, you know, the eight hour working day was something that was created in the 1800s, Blair, 1800s. And it was during the manufacturing era. And, and so, you know, it's a draconian concept that needs to be changed and looked at. And, and I feel like we're most productive for four to five hours and the rest of the time we're reading meaningless emails and joining meetings and surfing the net if you're working in the corporate works lifestyle and you know it's not as productive so um maybe we need to you know pay more uh to work less and maybe we need more more balance and so i think i think this is just the start and i think companies like facebook and you know companies like google and and, you know the people that have the manpower and and the money you know feel that people transferring and working from home didn't really change their productivity. If anything, it boosted it and people were a lot more productive. So um, is it a revolution? Yes. Um, But I think that it's bigger than a revolution. I think it's a movement now. Well, it's not a new concept. I think it's just these are these businesses who've adopted archaic values and policies are now real. Like like they were forced into either we shut down or we adapt and they've adapted and they're like, Oh shit, everyone was right. This is great. And like, you know, and it's also like the great equalizer, the CEO and the entry level position, you're all working from home. And it's like, you know, like who has the window office now? It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, and right. I also think like back to what you said about health, I think before it was kind of like, oh, you're not feeling good, too bad, suck it up and come into work where it's really like, oh, you're not feeling good. You better get, get checked out or rest before it was just like, oh, I don't know, like. I would, if I wasn't feeling well, like, I don't care who you are. I'm not showing up because, you know, even if I'm not feeling good, like, I don't want to get other people sick, but I feel like bag of crap. Like, I don't want to do anything. Like, nothing's worse than, than have, and then like, 
you know, having the bosses, like bosses, like I don't have that anymore, be like, no, no, you have to come in. It's like, yeah, okay, but I work retail and now I'm going to sneeze all over the place for eight hours. So like now everyone's looking at that differently. And I think when someone's under the weather, it's going to be respected in a whole different manner. And I think wellness is definitely going to be a top priority for a lot of organizations and also practices in the business, like um, different safety measures are going to be put in place to ensure the health and safety of employees and customers. Yeah, you're right. And, and, you know, companies were forced to stop making excuses and pivot digitally within three to five days. You know, these same people would say, oh, this would take two, three years to deploy, you know, and you'd get all these different resistant defaults uh, responses. But the one thing that you said that's really critical is that companies are forced to become compassionate. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen this TED, TED Talk uh, by the founder of Chobani Yogurt. And he talks about how the CEO playbook is broke. You know, we need to create an anti-CEO playbook to survive the future because we need to start making human decisions and not decisions on spreadsheets. It's a brilliant talk. And, you know, I, I listened to it and I realized that, you know, many of us operate from a place of, of fear or love. And unfortunately, yeah, we've been doing it wrong. We've been looking at statistics and we've been treating employees um, like cattle. And, and, you know, you look at, you look at loyalty and what culture is today. Um, and, you know, there's some companies that, that, that have figured this out, but there's a lot of companies that could improve. And I feel like, you know, that's that wellness should be the, the forefront of the future for frontier, especially if you have a remote workforce. And you even talk about it in your in your I am resilient project. I actually went online and took a look at it the other day and I was gonna pick your brain. Finally, to, it's only been a couple months, Bosco. I know. I actually looked it up and I was really inspired. I was really I was really uh, you know, really touched by by seeing something. And correct me if I'm wrong, your sister's part of this project as well. Yeah, so I started it and my sister was yeah. helping me with my PR company, but she's a therapist and this really resonated yeah. with her. And so she's a project manager. She creates content for us. We work on events together, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing to work on with her because we have a similar upbringing, obviously, but also right. it, we're helping people's lives change. Yeah, you, you really are. And I was really, um, for me personally, when I, when I, my curiosity led me to a really good place when I, when I landed on your, on your, um, uh, website and, and the I am resilient project. I think that's what you call it, right? Um, is, is a really inspiring tool for people who want to, you know, come together and share, you know, a, a story of their own that, you know, talks about resilience. And, and so for me, when I looked at it, I was like, I was like, you know, this, we need, we need more of this. We need more acceptance. We need more conversations and we need more of a tribe where we feel like we belong. Cause let's be honest, a lot of us haven't felt like, like we've belonged for a long time. So. And what's, what's really special, thank you for that, by the way, but what's really special is that we're all people and we used to be this society where we didn't talk about our shit. We didn't talk about the hard stuff. And yeah. now, especially with what's going on, the word resilient is being used a lot. And I was, again, like using the word before it became like the whole world having to be resilient. Right. I'm not saying I'm, I did not invent the word, but just I've been trying to spearhead this resilience movement, this resilient, you know, I'm resilient community. And now right. the world really needs it because we were turned upside down 
I think what's really special is that people who are pretending to be okay are now, or who were pretending to be okay and saying they were okay when they weren't, are now knowing and understanding that it is okay to not be okay and it's okay to ask for help because they're seeing other people similar to them acting like that. And I think they're really learning that like we're just people and nothing's perfect and no one has it all figured out. No, we don't. And we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> and you know, I think like something you and I were talking about before we started, um, started our chat re- on record was also like the different other feelings that are coming into it. Uh, maybe it has to do with the pandemic. Maybe it has to do with uncertainty of the future of different jobs. But when you're working with a team, especially remotely, sometimes you're working with people you've never physically met. How do all these personalities work together? And are you lifting each other up? Are you butting heads? Are you working in collaboration? Are you working in fear? Like the dynamic, like I'm working on a new project. I've been doing it for a little bit now called Live Zero. It's a AI driven sort of waste bin. Uh, one hole sorts the garbage and the recycling and grinds it up. It's a tech startup. Right. I've, I know one person on the team because they live down the highway, but we've been talking for a long time, this whole team located all around the world and we've never physically met, but it feels like I've known these people forever. Right. Yeah. But you're and, having and, like an opposite experience right now. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I've, uh, it was, it was a, one of the, I wouldn't say a challenging week, but it was definitely a week that uh, stretched my, my tolerance and patience, you know, and, and I, I'm a fairly patient kind of guy, you know, and uh, I was just recognizing some traits, you know, here, here's the gist of it. I feel like um, most people operate from a place of fear and other people operate from a pa- place of love. And so, um, you know, what we end up doing is we end up heightening conflict when we come from a place of fear. Um, and, and when we have insecurities, um, you know, you end up trying to discredit someone else. And there was a lot of that going on this week where we weren't getting to the root cause. We weren't focusing on what our purpose was. And we, we were making decisions and commentary and dialogue that wasn't productive. And so, you know, you see this in workplaces, you see this in businesses, you see this in friendship, you know, some people call it, you know, we see this in dating, they call it gaslighting. And so, um, you know, we need to turn that off and we need to come from a place of love. And if we can't do that, uh, and we recognize that we're, we're sabotaging, then we need to basically seek counsel to try to figure that out. Because, um, you know, what it does is it creates this aura of people that feel really uncomfortable and not wanting to work with you in that area. If you come from a place of fear Um, and you you just take away from the main goal. And so if your time was spent to design something, now you're spending that time arguing with someone and it's not healthy. So uh, there was a lot of that this week and, and I recognized it. And so did some of the leaders I work with and we had to sort of change the direction and change how we could operate together to solve the problem. And, and so you know, I think that it's really important to ask ourselves, like, what is our intention behind our actions? And, you know, where do we want to go long term? And, and how are we feeling about it? Yeah, no, definitely. I think and I, I think people are coming into this brave new world with different perceptions. And I think people's tolerance for putting up with shit doesn't really exist anymore right yeah it's like, changed and right? i think th- i think the way everyone does is going to do business is going to be different yeah in all sorts of different ways and i'm in, i'm interested to watch how things unfold like i know some businesses are making pivots or shifts and yeah. but also like some are you know putting out really cool things like ikea like put out like you know different instructions on how to make forts but i i, I think it's going to be really interesting to see 
what what people's business practices are moving forward because things are going to be well they already are completely different like they're never going to go back to the way they were it's only going to be what is yeah and, and let's let's look let's talk about the ikea thing a little bit so you know i really first of all i really like the fact that you shared that with me because i was like i'm in need of some good news and uh, yeah. so if anyone if anyone hasn't seen the ikea thing you know it's ikea understanding who their demographic is and and coming up with storytelling that was visual but more importantly they know their avatar they know that their decision makers and buyers are are parents you know and that's one of their avatars and right now their parents are at home and they've got to keep their kids entertained so they came up with six different variations of building a fort with your furniture and uh, i gotta interrupt for a sec yeah I, growing up, loved making forts. Like, there was nothing better than moving the couches around, draping a sheet, bringing pillows and blankets in, and watching TV in the fort. Like, I actually still make forts. I haven't made one in a while, but, like, when I lived in Vancouver, you know, it'd be after the bar, me and my friends would make a fort, because, like, (laughs) why not? But Why not? Making forts is a classic. And the fact that I, yeah, I, you know what, I'm going to post the link in the, in the description, yeah, when we share this as well, I, our yeah, pages. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, it's really cool. Like, it's good news. It's not like in your face, COVID. Oh. I'm, you know, and I think what's really what's really awesome about it, like they gave each four fun names, and like yeah. it's a very lighthearted. They did really well. Like whoever came up with this idea on their marketing team, they get a freaking eleven out of ten. One hundred percent, and it was brilliant storytelling, especially during this time. You know, it was targeted during this uh, during this uh, time of quarantine, and uh, yeah, I, I looked at the forts and the storytelling, and it was simple. It was cost effective, you know, to come up with these things, and more importantly, it was viral storytelling. You know, it's it was shared and, and counter shared, and so I think IKEA nailed nailed it when it came to uh, brand storytelling. And I and you know, you're right. We're seeing a lot of different brands, like even. Right now, Instagram, Facebook, they're all coming up with new updates, new features, you know, everything on live streaming and shopping. You you mentioned one this morning about Instagram uh, coming up with an update as well. Um, oh, yeah. There's all sorts of things. So Facebook yeah. now has a new emoji, like a reaction where it's a hug or compassion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a new support local, like yeah. sticker for Instagram. Yeah. I think what's happening now, it's the race for all these tech companies are racing to see who can come up with like the best feature so really what's happening is they're being forced to innovate and give us creators the tools we need to really do some cool stuff yeah you're right did you even see the update on zoom yesterday i was on a call and zoom has now decided to donate or gift us with the outside of 40 minute limit if you have a group call so you've got a group call now my zoom so no You are so using got, a paid Zoom account right now, Bosco. Yeah, we're using a paid Zoom account. So yesterday I got a notification. This is sponsored saying, by no- Blair Kaplan Communications. Oops, snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. So, and if you can hear the bird, he's been wanting to be. Bird. Yeah. So he's been wanting to be fed, and so he's he's basically waking me up, and he does this every morning where he oh. tells me, "Feed me," and that's why he's on my balcony. You know, before we wrap up today, why don't we talk about a couple things? One, yes. I want to know what is something that bothers you the most on Zoom calls, and I'll tell you my thing that irks me. And two, let's also talk about what we're reading or binging, because I have an embarrassing binge right now. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you, I'll go with the binge first, and then you tell me about your annoyance, and I'll, I'll tell you what I'm, I'm annoyed with. So I'm watching um, The Last Dance, which is uh, about Michael Jordan. And uh, it's, you know, it's crazy. Like, I mean, the yeah. man was disciplined, but this is this, this, 
you know, this episodes are just insane and watching how he made the team and the mindset change is just incredible. And so um, I'm, I'm finishing that up and I'm also finishing up house of cards because I sort of disconnected with house of cards after the whole Kevin Spacey me too era. And uh, I was like, you know, I owe it to kind of go back and finish up the, the episodes cause I was kind of hooked on it before, you know, we found out what happened. So so I'm trying to do that. And as far as reading right now, I'm reading High Performance Habits by Brandon Burchard. Um, some really good stuff there, especially because I have a mentoring practice. And so some really good uh, workbooks and activities and clarity on trying to get people to perform higher. And so it, it's definitely an inspiring book. Um, can you hear my neighbor doing construction? No, not really. Phew. <laughs> Um, it's always at the most inconvenient times, like when I'm doing this. So recording I, with Bosco. I, um, I love reality TV. Like I like good TV that, not good TV. I like TV that makes my brain shut off. Oh, the bird. And so I, uh, and Vanderpump Rules is like one of my favorite reality shows. And it's really cool because my, one of my best friends, Heather also loves it and she's in Winnipeg. So we like watch it and get to talk to each other about it. And so the season finale just happened, but I realized I haven't seen the first few seasons. So I've started at season one. I found it and I'm binging it and it's great. It's Guilty great. Pleasure. Like it's honestly just so great. There's like no brain needed. It's like, it's like <laughs> napping with my eyes open, but I'm not bored. I'm entertained and stimulated. Um, <laughs> I know it's great. Like I want to just was... talk about it, but that's a whole other podcast. I just want to talk about the characters so badly. I was worried you were going to say Jersey Shore or something. I was oh, like, I no. also love Jersey Shore, but I haven't <laughs> caught up on that. That's, that's maybe down the road. Oh, that's so, awesome. And then reading my books about to come out. So I'm only reading my book because I keep having to make revisions and whatnot. I think we're almost there. Um, the ebook should come out. I just got an email from my formatter. There's just two little things I need to answer. So I haven't read much else other than trashy magazines on celebrity gossip and my book. <laughs> Well, congrats on the book, by the way. I, I saw the cover and the announcement and that was pretty cool. And, you know, it's a big feat to to write a book, but then publish it and get it all sort of kind of, you know, uh, created. So great work on your end too. Thank you very much. Okay. And so this is my one tip. This is something for Zoom. Right. Or, you, or whatever you're on. If you're going to yeah. be on a call, that's not just a conversation like me and Bosco are having, but if you're on a call and you're just listening or whatnot, Go on mute. There is nothing more frustrating than being on a call and hearing all the noises, all of the noises, babies crying, doorbells ringing, because what happens is it cuts into whoever's speaking. And I think I have that, that issue where like people, you know, the chewing bothers me and like beeping and just when it, like I, I get distracted, I don't know what it is. But so my, my thing that's been, been irking me <laughs> on the Zooms is... People just who aren't going on mute, who should be on mute. And if you're new to lead, leading Zoom calls, you can automatically mute everyone. So there is a tip from me, the Zoomy Zoomerson. I like it. I like it. My biggest pet peeve is not showing up to meetings on time. Oh, so that's the worst. That's the worst. Oh. And, you know, listen, I know I get it. We're working from home and we're isolating. But the, you know, business professionalism should be, should still be there. And, and, and punctuality should, is still a common business practice. And so if you value someone's time, um, you know, and you're running late, you know, send them a message. Hey, I'm going to be running late. Uh, do you, do you need to, do we need to reschedule? 
but um, you know, value, value the person's time. And sometimes I feel, you know, like, and it's sometimes it's really bad because I have to message the organizers and say, Hey, I'm on zoom. I'm still waiting for you to turn, turn on the, the room, you know? So there's a setting as well where, you know, you can, you can get them to come in and wait for you as well. But, you know, I think, uh, I think the concept of punctuality is, is, is still an important one as well. So yeah. yes, I, I agree. I am 99.9% always like a minute or two early this week you are. on Wednesday, I was late to a meeting I was hosting and that's my fault. I just like overbooked myself. Yeah. But like it really rarely happens. I think if there's a meeting that starts at a certain time, you should show up a couple of minutes early because on time is late. And I'm like that in yeah. person. And like I've led workshops where people, it starts at a certain time and people are showing up 10, 15 minutes late. I'm like, I got to let you in. This is not fair to the people who actually showed up and my time is valuable. And if you can't yeah. be on time, then don't come. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you have a hard stop, uh, it's important to tell the people in the meeting, Hey guys, I've got a hard stop at nine because you know, the biggest crucial thing is if you're using a zoom room and you're hosting it and you need to get everyone out of the room, then, um, you know, it's important to say, look, this is my hard stop. So those, those are, that's all I got for you right now. And, uh, it's <laughs> well, been a good episode so far. So yeah, I, I, well, I'm, I'm you know what? And soon we're going to be able to, well, you might be listening to this in the future of now and you're listening in your earbuds, going for a walk, whatever you're doing. Um, maybe this is what you work out to every morning. <laughs> Would that be awesome? We'll start playing music awesome. in the background. But, um, you know, we, we have a podcast. This is going to be also a podcast dropping soon. You're watching this. You like to see our faces. That's cool. Here's my face. <laughs> Here's my tan. Here's my tan. <laughs> I went to the, I went to the beach yesterday and it was great. Um, you know, just fresh air, the ocean vibes, definitely my thing. So amazing. I encourage you to find a water body out there, whether it's lake or if it's uh, an ocean and do your thing. Yep. And I'm going to be going on a hike Fridays. I've been going on hikes. I'm going to hike up a mountain with a friend. We are, we've been hike buddies and come back and finish my work because this is a good time of day to hike. I'm usually like brain off, need some nature. <laughs> and as of next week, Blair, you have a video intro for these videos. I'm happy to say that we have been working on it and it's finally here. And after we're done this podcast, I will be sending you a couple of emails and one of them includes the video for our podcast. Boop, 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 boop. Who's excited? Me. You are. Me. Um, on that note, thanks for tuning in to B Squared Social Jam, uh, month two of ISO vibes. We made it. <laughs> it's becoming fall for him, summer for me. We're, <laughs> we're doing it. We're making things happen. So everyone have an awesome day or evening or morning. And whenever you're listening to this, just keep on rocking. Stay safe. <laughs>